Welcome to the Backbone Podcast, where we will be discussing all things pertaining to Black motherhood. We are your hosts. I'm Jerrica. What's up? Hey, everybody. It's Kia. Hey, y'all. It's Katrina. Real mothers, real conversation, real Black. All right, everybody. So today our topics will be people's opinions on you as a mother, separation, anxiety, and also being an all-the-time mom. So I'll go first. I'll introduce myself. My name is Katrina. I have a one-year-old, soon-to-be two-year-old boy. Um, He'll be two in December. And I'm also a wife. I've been married for three years. Born and raised in St. Louis. I recently moved to Maryland, about 20 minutes away from D.C. So that's new for me. But I'm just excited for everybody to hear all the good things we have on this podcast. (laughs) Yes. I guess I'll hop in next real quick. I'm Nakia. I have a 17-month-old baby girl, a toddler girl. She's still a baby to me, but she's big and busy as hell. I am an all-the-time mama, which means I'm doing this shit all the time. Me, myself, and I. I have a support system, but I wouldn't change it for anything. I love my baby. She has made my life so much richer. And I'm so excited about Backbone and just to keep it real and talk to y'all. Period. (laughs) Right. And and I am your girl, Jerrica. I am from the STL, baby. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Born and raised. I am 32. (laughs) I have a one-year-old daughter. Oh, I'm lying, baby. Oh, she won. I just lied real quick, y'all. Y'all talk about y'all one-year-olds. I done lied real quick. I have a three-year-old daughter. She is three. She has started school and she is as sassy as they come. I am also co-parenting a 14-year-old teenager who is a freshman. Lord Jesus, help me. (laughs) Life over here is real. I am engaged. It is a struggle being a parent every day, but I am thankful to God that he has blessed me because the journey to get here is real. And I am so excited about this podcast and you guys hearing what we have to offer because it's going to be some real conversation because we Mm -hmm. are real mamas and we do this every day. Okay. No breaks, no nothing. We can barely go to the bathroom by ourselves. Okay. Okay. I can't wait to get us to these topics and I can't wait to hear what we got to offer. So let's get it cracking. Let's start off with being an all-the-time mom. I think that's something good to start off with. I'll just speak on this a little bit. So I am married, so I do have help. My husband is a great help. I'm not going to say that he isn't. But if you wanted to give a percentage, I still do like 75, 80%, if you want to be honest. So still just... Sometimes you don't feel like yourself. It's like you can't just get tired of being a mom. Like, I don't feel like doing this today. That's just not an option, you know? So it is good to have the help. But when I am doing the majority of the time, it's just tiring. And you just sometimes just don't feel like yourself. So it's just, it's a lot. You know, I'm a new mom. So hopefully, yeah, after, you know, a few years, maybe I'll get used to it. Maybe not. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny that you said like you just 
a mom, like you can't just be like, I want to be a mom no more. So I was at, what's that, Dollar Tree, like a week ago. And I was in there with Jabri and my auntie. And this lady, this older lady was in there. She was like buying all these snacks and stuff, whatever. So she got talking to my auntie. Apparently, her daughter came and dropped off her child and told her that she didn't want to be a mama no more. And she said she hadn't seen her in two weeks. Wow. And I just was like, that's crazy. I can't, not to break you up, but I I literally can't understand. Like, I used to think, like, people was crazy when they did things or snapped out. But for real, for real, sometimes you literally have to go in the other room and hoosah from being a mama, especially when you're a mm-hmm. all-time mom. Mm-hmm. And I, I can get it. Like, uh, I don't think I could ever just drop my kid off and just be like, peace out. But I right. understand where people come from when they do, because it, it's a lot. You mm-hmm. got to do it when you sick. You got to do it when you well. You got to do it when you don't feel like it. You don't get an option to just say, I'm not doing this today. This person is depending on you. Baby, I was going to text y'all be like, look, we're going to have to reschedule this recording for another time because I just was just overwhelmed with today. Like having to do everything all the time. I'm single and I'm not even going to go into the whole, that's a whole nother episode, the situation with her dad. But it just gets frustrating and overwhelming because even like to come down and record and do this, it's just like, I got to have somebody to watch her. Or I'm not yeah. going to get nothing done. And I don't mm-hmm. want to exhaust the resources that I have that help me out during the week and keep her while I'm working. So it's just like, it's a lot sometimes. And I'll be just trying to figure out how am I going to get anything done without burning out myself and burning out the people that are helping me. Because sometimes I'll be feeling like it's not fair that I have to take 100% of the load. Like I can't just leave her with her dad. And you know what I'm saying? Like I just, I don't know. It gets, it gets to me at times. Yeah. But um, it is what it is. You are not alone. <laughs> trust, you, trust me, you are not alone. It's so many women that go through the same thing you do. It's so many women that have people by their side, like sleeping next to them and still feel alone. Like, trust me, being a mama, <laughs> Lord, I swear, it, I don't want to bash men, but I feel like men can clock in and clock out whenever they want to. When we don't get to punch no clock at all. We don't get that option to punch a clock. Mm-hmm. No. And the thing is, for us, we all work from home. So mm-hmm. even when you work in and you get your little 15 minute break, you get your little 30 minute break, ain't no break. Because you write in Literally. mama mode. And even when you exactly. work in, you're still in mama mode. It's like you never can take that head off. Okay, like, I was just about to say like, Forget the break because when you're working, you're still in mama mode. Be on the phone exactly. with the customer exactly. and your baby in the background crying. Yeah. So, and then exactly. I don't think jobs get it. I don't really think nobody actually get it. Actually, unless you mm-hmm. a mama and you walking in the shoes, you just don't understand. Yeah. And like I said, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just another, it's another level because mm-hmm. for all of us, even though we work at one point, especially me and Kill, we didn't work. And so we were, we have been stay home moms, like period. That's all been absorbed in our life is being a stay home mom with this kid. And Katrina, you work from home basically by the time Noah was born. So 
It's like, all you know is being at home with your kid. And that's it. But yeah, we don't get a break. We don't, we all stay home mamas. We all have to do this. We literally, my life is absorbed around a kid. Like anything and everything. I can't mm-hmm. even go out to dinner with my friends because I got to find a baby. And I shouldn't even Girl, have to find a baby because I ain't have a baby by myself. I ain't go to no clinic for getting no sperm. I actually <laughs> right. created it with a person. So with that being right. said, they could help. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Girl, yes. What were you just about to say, Kia? Um, I forgot. I was trying to remember. Girl, okay. Didn't even get to eat my lunch on Friday because I had to give no a bath. I'm like, dang. Girl, yes. Crazy. I'm like trying to struggle in the morning to get my kid ready to go to school. I it finally and I'm like trying to get it ready. And it's like it's not enough time in a day to do I anything. I understand why that girl probably was like, look, but that's not an option. I mean, you can make it an option, then you're gonna cause your child some trouble. Yeah. I heard what you just said, kid. It just was sped up. <laughs> okay, you repeat it. Okay. <laughs> No, I was just saying, like, I understand about the girl in the store. Like, she probably was exhausted and she really did. We're waiting on you whenever you like, I don't know if you're somewhere out of the way, but it's really not an option. I said, you, you can make it an option. I said, you're going to call your, you're going to cause your child trauma. I said, oh, I don't want to do this no more. What's your life? Yeah. Mm. Can you hear us now, Kia? I hear y'all now. I don't know what's going on. Okay. I heard what you said again. It just was sped up. <laughs> But, <laughs> but no, I can definitely, I definitely understand, like, there's been more time I count on my fingers. I'm like, oh, I'm just so tired. I don't want to do this no more. But I have never just dropped my baby off or anything. But I can definitely understand. That's why it's really good to have a good support system, too. Because, like, even if it's just for a little while, you might just need a break. You might just want to go, like, outside with fresh air, have a drink or something, you know, like, just mm-hmm. something to calm you down for a bit. So even just having those few minutes or maybe an hour or so that somebody that you trust and have the baby that's definitely essential mm-hmm. absolutely self-care and I part of me feels like I don't get that like I don't have any time to just I don't know because I don't want to I just be so like I don't want to burn the people out that's supporting me so mm-hmm. it's like I feel if I can way. just get you to do like I'm not going to do no extras or nothing for myself. I'm just going to make sure that she's covered on everything. Like, to, can you watch her so I can go do this and this and that for myself? It's like, I don't even want to ask because yeah, you already helping. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I understand. Just, and that's why I be feeling like it's not fair because if I had the support of another parent, it wouldn't be like that. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I feel like you have to, as a parent, as a mother, when you don't have the support of the other person, you have to figure out everything. Like you have to weigh your options. Like, am I going to do this or do this? Because I'm going to need this person for this. And it's not their responsibility to be the child's parent. So I don't want to exhaust them. And they feel like that what I'm doing is overwhelming. So it's just like we have to pick and choose what we want to do, even if we want to do something because we don't want to make the other person feel like that they don't want to do it because 
Mm-hmm. We always asking. I don't want to. I don't want to ever feel like a burden on anybody, because at the end of the day, it's not their responsibility. It's my responsibility as her mother to uh, mm-hmm. make sure she's taken care of. And so, and like I said, it shouldn't be only our responsibilities because we didn't make the kid out of thin air. Like we made it with people that we were with. So why should I have to do it by myself? Mm-hmm. And even if we go our separate ways, you're still the parents. Exactly. But then it comes to think of <laughs> when you want them to, when you want help from the other parent, right? But then you've been the person that's always taking care of the kid. Then it comes to not feeling comfortable in the separation anxiety. That's oh, your experience. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I said, so with separation anxiety, so now that Jada is three, you know, you had a few years, like, even though she wasn't like ever really separated from you, uh-huh. how is it for you since she's a little older? And what aspect are you talking about though? In what area? Like when it comes to her dad, when it comes to going to other place, like what part? Yeah. So when it comes to basically, so I know for the most part, you trust like jazz and your mom. When she's uh-huh. with them, I'm sure you feel secure. But yeah. like with when she's with James, when she's at school, maybe if she's with James' family, I, which I know she's going to go. Uh, but, yeah, okay. You know, like <laughs> when she's with family that's not, you know, your mom's side maybe or school, how is the separation anxiety? Okay, so y'all know when my baby, my baby went to school for the first time this year. First time. <laughs> and I cried all day long. I boo-hoo. They my best friend from my arms and they didn't even let me say bye-bye all the way. That was my best friend. That's my best friend. She lets you know. <laughs> so hard going to school, it kills me, especially with COVID and yeah. you not being able to hear me, not being able to see, not being able to go visit, not being able to literally know what's going on with your child. That is a different type of feeling. I'm mm-hmm. okay with it more and more that she's okay with going to school. But baby, every day she was crying, honey. I was like, baby, we ain't even got to go to this place, honey. <laughs> they, come, they can call the people on me. You don't got to go. Right. Like, don't you even worry. Are. You ain't got to go. You don't got to go. Sis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Your mama can't take it. I can't take it. But, you know, with my mom and my sister and her nana, I'm like, she can go with them and I'm fine. Like, it's just like a weight lift off my chest, honey. I might not even call, honey, because <laughs> I got, they, you know, my mama raised me, honey. And so I know she's fine. Her nana mm-hmm. been there since she been a little infant. She stayed with us when she was born. So I'm fine. And my little sister, honey, she already know I get her the business if something happened to my daughter. So, <laughs> she- <laughs> but anybody else, I'd be like, uh, uh uh-uh can she come spend the night hell no 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 but hell no definitely (laughs) i ain't comfortable (laughs) and even with the daddy girl i be wanting her to go with him but i'm like "Uh uh-uh y'all be paying enough attention for me honey y'all look i'm not but i didn't let her go on little outings with him and i've been fine like he called me more than i called him Cause he nervous too, honey. But I'm like, I'm mm-hmm. a little comfortable because she knows what she wants. She knows how to say it. She's not afraid to say whatever. If she hungry, she's gonna tell you she's hungry. 
she thirsty, you gonna know it. If she gotta use the bathroom, you gonna know it. So that's what makes me a little comfortable that she's old enough and she speaks very well. Oh, so there's not you don't mistake, and she gonna say what's on her mind. So that's why right. like. And she gonna come back and tell. So I that's why that's- she gonna come back and tell it all. <laughs> tell it. Aunt me, they did this. We went here, mom. We did this, mom. We she gonna tell it. So wait till they can tell. <laughs> Girl, okay, I agree, girl. So I'm you know when Noah went to daycare for his little bit, he ain't in daycare no more, y'all. He ain't even was up in there for three. He mm-hmm. definitely he won't. Well, I ain't gonna say he won't be going back because time will tell. You never know. But yeah, when he was in daycare, I had bad separation anxiety for definitely the first day. That was ridiculous in the bathroom, breaking down, like barely could breathe, breathing in a towel. That's so embarrassing. Like, I'm doing all that because my baby five steps away at the daycare. Girl, somebody just slapped me. But anyway, you know, once he started going to daycare more and more, it got a lot better. But with COVID and everything and all the different germs and diseases they was having at that daycare, he was sick almost every other week. They had the hand for the mouth breakout, so he ain't going back. So that was really the only time that I had really bad separation anxiety. When he's with my mom, she lived in Wisconsin and I'm in Maryland. So when he was with her, I was good. I was calling him a few times a day. I knew he was in great hands. So, but yeah, the separation anxiety for me is only bad if I was to have to leave him with someone I don't know, mm-hmm. I think. At least for now, since he's almost two. When he was a newborn, I wasn't going nowhere. I wasn't getting my nails done, my hair done. I wasn't even going grocery shopping. Josh was doing everything. We was having stuff delivered. Cause I'm like, I'm not leaving him. And I'm girl, I'm not leaving my baby. I'm girl. still the same way. Hmm. And it's like I was talking to Jerk about this the other day because I don't know to what degree, like the way our whole labor and delivery and just the beginning of her life, like how that influences the way I parent her and like my attachment to her. I think that is a big part of it. Jerk did make a good point in saying, like, just being an all-the-time mom, just your baby just with you all the time. When they're apart from you, you just automatically just worry. Like, mm-hmm. but I feel like I still have bad separation anxiety. And I don't know at what point, like, it will get better. And I feel like she's the same way, too, because, like, she'd be looking for me. I'd be coming, trying to come downstairs to work, and she is like, oh, my <laughs> Or if I'd be like, let me run to the dollar store and do this, this, and this. And she might be walking around whining, looking for me. Like, we both are just like attached. We both yeah. that way. Super attached. Like, I just, just, I and just it started off the, us and the niggas. You know what I'm saying? So it's hard. I guess I'm trying to work on it, but I'm, I'm not really. <laughs> <laughs> right. Be honest. Be honest. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I really hope it gets better because. I feel like that becomes a problem, especially if oh, it does. Because when, when you're three, she's three years old and you can't take a boo-boo without her being in your boo. Like, it's just bad. My she daughter like that. Like, I'm my daughter is at school telling her teacher that she love her mama just so much. I love my <laughs> mama oh so much. I just love my mama. Please call my mama. <laughs> Girl, Jamie, don't let him know. It's bad when she at the school telling the teacher. The teacher greeting me when I pick her up, telling me something. I just love my mommy so much. <laughs> like, 
Look here, lady. Don't be coming for my baby. But it doesn't get any worse. And we have to, I don't know. For me, I have to trust you wholeheartedly with my kid to not know that you're not going to do anything. Because kids lie. And if I don't trust you, and my kids mm. tell me that you pinched her, if she lying, I'm believing her because I don't trust you. Okay. Right. right. <laughs> For real. And from keeping me from beating you down, I would just keep her away from you. Okay. <laughs> right. For real though. That's the best option. <laughs> the period. But maybe one day we'll get there, y'all. But right now, it's okay. We okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe when they 16. <laughs> girl, it might get worse well, by that age. Because I got a boy. Y'all got girls. So, like. Oh, yeah. His little girlfriend. Oh, like, no. No mama. You a mama's boy. I'm a okay. mama. And he is a mama's boy, too. <laughs> and he is. 16 years from now, he still will be, I'm sure. <laughs> That's my. But, y'all. Y'all want to know what I really want to talk about? Is these people with their opinions about your motherhood. Like how you mothering your child. So I said the one thing I want to talk about the most is people's opinion about how you should mother your own goddamn child. This my damn child. That part. Okay, right. I had a mother my kid. I birthed this damn baby. Okay. I pushed that thing out, so. Right. Honey, I got the the score to prove it, honey. Okay. Period. I got that little score. This is my chat. Right. Girl. Girl, I was saying that. I said, you started off, Jerry, because I said, I'm going to have to filter myself on some of the stuff I want to say. One thing for sure is be not. We walked around the club with no bras on, okay? Let me let y'all see out. Period. <laughs> let me mm, tell you okay. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'm down for everybody. I'm down from getting advice from people. I like mm-hmm. to hear everybody's perspective, parents, other people that have raised kids, all that other stuff. But it's a difference between telling me something, you know, sharing you point, any of that. Versus trying to tell me how to raise my damn kid. Mm-hmm. If I want my kid to walk around this nappy-headed, that's the choice I get. I, I, okay. okay. How about motherfuckers always got advice when you never ask for advice or an opinion or nothing? They just become okay. unsolicited. Like, first of all, chill. Because I don't give a fuck what you got to say. Like, first of all, who asked you? Nobody. Like, (laughs) literally. Like, you got to hit them with, I'm sorry, did I I ask you? Because I don't think I did. But (laughs) thank you, though. Like, literally. Yo, kid, Shani, is you cooking this fucking meal on me? Right. (laughs) Girl, first of all. Let's talk talk about the formula, honey. If she's going to eat. The formula is bad. Baby, my kid is a formula fed baby. As smart as a motherfucker whip. You gonna get this motherfucker in for because my breast can't take it. <laughs> that part. <laughs> that part. Okay. And the thing is just like, I just, that's one of the things that bothered me the most. I was one of those, you know how before you even have a, a child, you know, you don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. I was the mom who was like, oh, I'm going to breastfeed my baby. I know I am. 
literally until my milk dried up. Like, you know, you just think that you know something until you go through it yourself. So for other people to come, like, you shouldn't get him formula because breastfed babies are so much better. Like, don't you think that I want to breastfeed my baby? Whether he has formula or breast milk, he's still going to be smart. Because okay. I'm his mama and I'm smart. He's still going to be fed. Let me give you an example. I'm at the hospital. Let me tell you, it starts everywhere. I'm at the damn hospital, baby. And I wanted to breastfeed so bad. But before my kid was born, during the time she was born, and to now, I worried, baby. From the first day I found out I was pregnant, I worried. Now, when this (laughs) baby came out, I'm trying to breastfeed. She latched on real good. But bitch, I can't see no milk. I can't see what she getting. Mm. When I'm pumping, ain't nothing coming out for real. So, uh, she ain't eating in my eyes. So, right. the station nurses, they all try to push breastfeeding on you, whatever. Right. So, this particular day, I'm tired. I'm fed up. I don't know if my baby eating. So, I'm like, okay, give her a bottle, right? The next day, this hoe will come up in the room and tell me, Yes, I seen that you gave your daughter a bottle last night. There was no need for that. I'm trying to let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> Nobody even had you. She's, okay. She said there was no need for that. She was like, I'm trying to educate your community. Oh, that's where you fucked. You done fucked up from the beginning of your sentence. Oh, no. But you really baby, didn't pop you had you had that? <laughs> What was that? You went to Mercy. Mm. So, girl, look. Yeah. Where were you? You was at DePaul. Girl, I was at St. Mary's. Oh, St. Mary's. Uh. So, let me tell you. So, I told this lady, I said, my community? I said, in what community of that are you speaking of? Girl. I said, and second of all, this my motherfucking child. And if I want to give her 120 <laughs> bottles, I will. Last time I checked, I just had gay birth to her. Not you. So you can exit about this room, actually. Okay. Because <laughs> you can try it on all levels, lady. That's the thing, girl. Them, them nurses, like, I had kind of a similar experience, but it wasn't, like, too, too bad. But I really wanted to breastfeed. And I didn't give Noah a bottle until he was probably, like, maybe like two weeks. Mm. Like I'm going to give him formula for like two weeks to the, but he was losing weight. Like he was seven pounds, seven ounces when he was born. When we went for his one week checkup, he was like seven pounds. Then when we went to his like two week checkup, he was like seven pounds and like one ounce in two weeks, a baby can gain like a whole pound, you know? Mm. So I was to the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to keep trying to pump as much as I can, but and I think other people's opinions was really getting to me with the formula yeah, being so bad. I was on formula. Okay, I'm a twin. My mama had one on one side with the bottle and the other on the other side with the formula. We was on the Similac, okay? All right. I don't know why I'm doing all that. Yes, my baby got that. Well, he got Infamil. My, my daughter got Infamil, too. It works quite mm-hmm. much. very smart. Okay, and my baby was, so he was thick, too. After that month on that, um, that formula, he was thick. People like, oh, he's one month? Yeah, he wearing three to six months. Okay, because the formula had him thick. And I don't want to hear what nobody got to say. Period. I feel like formula is really what got Javery thick like she is. Because I did breastfeed. I breastfed Javery until she was nine months. Okay. And when her started coming, that's when I uh, stopped. Plus, she was getting surgery at the same time. So I was, it was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And 
But when she started taking that formula, baby, I feel like she really <laughs> filled out. <laughs> thick, okay, thick. <laughs> uh, what else do people got? Oh, about how you discipline your child, how you talk, like all kind of stuff. I'm glad you said that. Let me say this, y'all. So, Avery, y'all know she's 17 months. She almost went in the head. So she's starting to have these little tensions, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. Said about something that she want to. I feel like people around feel like I should be like popping her or want to fall out and cry when she don't get her way. And I just be letting her fall out. <laughs> rolling all over the floor. That's fine. <laughs> but I feel like like my family feel like I should be like popping her or I need to, I'm just don't get me wrong, do what you want with your kids. If that's do what you do you. For me, I'm not ready to be doing all of that yet. Yes, she get popped when she be doing something like I'm gonna pop these hands because you're trying to play on the stove. Right. But like she doing this little falling out stuff, I'm just letting her have her moment. Because she literally just started doing this like within the last week or so. But I just feel like they be looking at me like, you just going to let her do that? But it's like... Yes, I am. It's my baby. She's in her emotions. Like, she can't... You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to pop her because she frustrated. I don't know. To me, I'm just... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Girl, I agree. Girl, I pops. Girl, right. I pops, too. But for the necessary, yeah. like he was saying. But but I feel like if you feel like popping is, is not the way you want to go, it's your way of parenting. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. It's your way. It's your baby. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, guess what? You the person that got to deal with it. So who the who the heck are right. mm-hmm. fall out and twist and turn, baby? Roll, keep rolling, sis. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> her do i just be let now maybe when she gets older and like i said for like stuff that she needs it yeah she'll get popped but i'm not gonna i don't like when i'm not gonna pop her because i'm frustrated because of what right. she right you know, i don't feel like that's the right answer and she's mm-hmm. in her emotions she's a baby she's like i just let her have that moment oh okay you get over it in a second and then we move on now i have been thinking about now what happened when she too Target is <laughs> he rolling in the pool. Pop that ass. Cause I, right. I, I, wish, I wish a motherfucker would say something to me, baby, because I pop mine. I'd be up I get real close. I'd be like this. Now I'm gonna give you the count of three. You better get it together. No. Okay. Acting like Rebecca. Don't be doing that up in her. Right. <laughs> but yeah. I just feel like she's still so little. I mean, she's only yes. she's not even one and a half yet. Like, right. Come on, let my baby live. And sometimes mm-hmm. it pops. Like, I believe I'm, in popping. Trust me, but I believe in sometimes you can just give your kid like a stern look. Like I ain't well, sis. You better get this right. Together. And you ain't got to touch him. And mm-hmm. everything ain't required of popping, honey. I that's something that I'm learning, honey. Because honey, <laughs> I be have the hoose on my child, baby. You're okay. <laughs> Y'all know how that mouth is. That mouth is real on that one. <laughs> she be having that quick comeback. Right. Uh, she definitely can walk. That girl. 
Is that girl, right? I just remember that. That's funny. She's not a baby. She definitely can walk. Baby, <laughs> and she definitely and then you ask her like why did you do that and she be like because i wanted to and she's not really trying to be smart she's just telling you the truth mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what i because i wanted right. to but it come out like, real I smart i wanted to You're like because i wanted to why you put my grease on my couch because i wanted to oh okay you get you get <laughs> right <laughs> Oh my god! You done just Picasso my couch with Vaseline. <laughs> These kids. No, but I fully support. I'm not saying that I'm against top of your kids or doing that, but I'm just giving her that room to, to be her to, to, to her emotions. Yeah. And I definitely agree, especially with her age. Like you said, she's not even one and a half yet. Like and I feel like sometimes parents, when the babies be like one, y'all be doing all that popping, they don't understand. Like you're just yeah. hurting their feelings and you're just hurting them. Like mm-hmm. let them at least get an understanding first, you know? Right. Because they're not even understanding why you doing what you're doing. Like it's literally not- you're gonna pop her, you'll pop her at 9 a.m. for falling out. And By 12 p.m. she's gonna out fall again. out again. Mm-hmm. And she don't she's not even gonna remember that you popped her at nine. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they're too little to like understand that. So that's why I had learned. That's why I created the one, two, three. By the time we get to three, you understand. <laughs> right. Give them a few seconds. Then they'll understand. I'll be like one. And then I'll one Mississippi, two Mississippi. I count all that. Two by three. Mine's like, okay, okay. Hold on. Wait a minute. Let me get my stuff together. Because if she gets the three, she ain't playing with me. <laughs> Yeah, three. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. I mean, she three, and that's understandable. Like, I agree with that. But yeah, people just, I just don't want a parent that just did what was done to you growing up just because that was the, right. Like, what everything you did, like, so I'm either, or like, I'm just gonna put a perm in my baby hair because I got a perm when I was growing up. Like, right. Like, Girl. like, we not doing that. We we not gonna keep doing these same old generational shits and stuff. Exactly. Some stuff is gonna change. So you be yeah. like, I'll take a little bit. Okay, this high parent. I take a little bit from my own personal childhood. I take a little bit from people that I heard and respect and and agree with how they parent. And then I take my own and mix it all together and come up with my own <coughs> unique way of parenting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Don't tell me how I'm the parent. Guess what? For your parents, just like you f me up, give me, give me my opportunity to fail us to see. Because yep. it doesn't matter how good of a parent you think you are, you can never. Only person that's going to say yay or nay if you was a good parent is your kid. At the end of the day, because our parents probably thought they did. Uh, amazing job with us but sometimes we don't think that they did an amazing job right so the thing about it is you can only do what you know how to do or what right. you were taught to do or what you have learned along the way it's no handbook to it so whatever way you want to parent kia is the way kia and jabri are supposed to operate the same mm-hmm. with you and noah it's the way i supposed to operate can't nobody tell you how to raise your kid 
especially when they're not taking care of your kid. Okay. Because it, it comes to the point now when people like, I don't think anyone has said nothing to me really lately, but if people just be making the rude comments, like, especially, okay, for my son's hair, he's a little boy. Mm-hmm. He got type four hair, like his mama, like his daddy. Oh, you're not going to give him a haircut? No, I'm not going to give him a haircut. Mom, what one-year-old you know sits still for a haircut? Like, yes, he's had a haircut before. And if I want my baby to be walking around here with his beanie bees, his type four hair, that's what he's going to do. Okay. 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 Leave. Don't is ask me no more. I'm tired of it. It's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. It's healthy. Ain't nothing mm-hmm. wrong. And it's, it's crazy how this is just like a big thing in our community. Because how many motherfucking white women going to have a conversation with her girlfriend about yeah, Okay, okay. It's that's really a thing, like that's really a thing in the black community. Like when it comes to people's hair, like skin color, the colorism, the texturism. We're gonna have to have a conversation because I can go and so a deep lot of time, we do that because that was instilled in us our ancestors and all of yep. that that comes from it, that. And the deep, it ties the, back to slavery. Whether the deep you want to get deep into that or not, it does. The deep-rooted insecurities <laughs> of us as a Black culture. Because mm-hmm. even if y'all really want to talk about it, even whooping. And that's why I have my same... Okay! You're doing the same stuff because this is how we did or this is how we was raised. You don't even understand why that shit was done to you or where it came from. So it's like... And then... Huh. My thing with whoopings, did it work? My mama whooped me. I still went to school the next day and acted a fool. The whoopings <laughs> didn't work. So why are you beating me? At this point, it's abuse. Okay? At this point, it's abuse. Baby, so. let me tell you something. I was a weird kid because somehow most kids want to get a whooping and they be over with. Her about Ooh. to get her point and freeze. Yes. It is a hater for me. Okay, I'm trying to do my thing. I said... Sorry. But like when I was a uh, like I was a weird kid because I want no whooping. I don't want no whooping. I take my punishment. You know, some people want they whooping and get. At no least whooping. you got an option. I want my punishment, baby. Let me get this punishment right quick. Uh, let me do my time. And I don't hit me. Like I just don't want to get hit. Like that's just what it is. At least you got an option, honey. I don't know how y'all did it. I mean, I know y'all. I'm sure y'all got whoopings, but. The whoopings we got up in the Harris household. Mama, if you're listening, I'm sorry. It was abuse, okay? It was abuse. We're going to keep it real. So that's why I'm just saying, I don't know how I'm feeling about the whoopings. Let me say, I got a whooping so bad, baby, that I had whips all over my body. I had to go to the school and tell the people that me and my little sister was playing house and she had accidentally hit me with this belt. Girl, I had that experience too. Me and my brothers had them whips. Like, dang, mom, we got sensitive skin. You can't be whooping us like that. Dang. <laughs> yeah, really? it's, like, it's your fault. You shouldn't move. Don't move. And don't <laughs> have no people coming to my house. <laughs> okay, y'all. Well, that was our episode of the Backbone Podcast. Hope that you stay tuned with us and come back and see us pretty soon. We will continue to have good content, real conversations, real mom. Real black. Real black. All right.